how the small... A very familiar text <clears throat> from 1 Corinthians 13. Y'all know it as love is patient and kind and not envious or boastful or rude. And if we really think about it, we get kind of depressed. <laughs> but I want to give you a little background to this text. This text was written because the Corinthian church was behaving badly. Let's see. They were um, having fights about leadership. Some of them were just so full of themselves. They were just full of themselves. They were getting kind of arrogant. Some said that this part of the church was really more important than this part of the church. And these Christians were taking each other to court. And let's just say they weren't kind of doing the things that make for unity and working together. So they were behaving badly. And... Paul is trying to get them to see that they are all part of one another. And the previous chapter is about we're all part of one body. So this is from the message, just to give us a little different spin on 1 Corinthians 13, starting with the end of 12. And yet some of you keep competing for so-called important parts But now I want to lay out a far better way for you, a more excellent way. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing more than the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't have love, I've gotten nowhere. So so no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. I got three catalogs in the mail this week, all on the same day. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others. Love isn't always me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. It doesn't revel when they grovel. But love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Love puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly, and the best of the three is love. Now, I could go through this list and point out this week how I have failed at so many of these, and perhaps you would be nodding your head that you had found this passage challenging. 
But what I want to do instead is tell you some stories of people who love like this. The first is a mama and a little girl named Anna. She has a brother named Jacob. We can say it was a snow day, but I don't think it was because um, Jacob was going out to play baseball and his four-year-old sister went, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And Jacob said, you came yesterday. And the mom says, I know, sweetie. Anna, why don't you stay with me here today? And it'll be all right. And by that time, Anna is in a high, high temper. And so she picks up the baseball bat and she swings it around and she shatters a vase. Actually, it was a wedding present. It was a really nice vase. And the mother as you might imagine, is angry. And she's so angry, she chooses to walk out of the room. And the little girl is still in a temper, and she's stomping around, and she finally gets tired and goes to sleep behind the couch. And she wakes up about an hour later, and she noticed that someone had put a blanket over her, and she... Nobody's around. And so she goes looking for her mama, and her mama's upstairs. I think it was ironing, but it may have been sewing. But she's sitting there calmly. And Anna comes in and says, Mama, I'm sorry. And her mama says, I know, sweetheart. And she opens her arm, and the little girl comes and sits in her lap. And they talk a little bit. But love there is the mama who knew her limits and walked out of the room because she knew that she would get really, really, really angry with this four-year-old. The second story is a fictional character. I am not proud to admit that I have been binging on Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) I've never watched it before, so I'm starting at the beginning. I think I'm on, let's see, the 63rd episode of it. There are over 200, so I can go on a long time like this. (laughs) And one of my favorite characters is Miranda Bailey. Now, she is a tough surgeon. She is a tough surgeon. And when her interns first come in, she says, don't bother, don't bother sucking up to me because I hate you already. (laughs) She does not, she just doesn't take, you know, anything off people. And yet, a patient comes in with abdominal injuries And this patient doesn't want her to examine him. He wants a white doctor. And so she goes and gets the white doctor, and he lifts his shirt, and there is a swastika, a large swastika, tattooed on his stomach. He's a white supremacist. 
and he needs abdominal surgery, and that's her specialty. And they take him in and they prep him, and she stands at the operating table like this. And they say, Dr. Bailey, and she says, I'm praying I got to rise above. That's love. The love that will treat a person full of hate with kindness and do what is good for them. Now, I do admit that she sewed the swastika back just a little crooked. (laughs) And that's one of the hardest things in the Corinthian church is they're keeping a list, a, a a list of, of what other people have done wrong. You ever done that? Kind of the person that you're angry at and you got this list, or I, I, I have a list. Um, and they're bringing it up. And, of course, when you keep the list and you don't forgive people, you're not likely to work really well with them in the future. So Miranda doesn't keep lists. Love in the Bible is not a warm, gooey feeling. It is a decision, a commitment. Love chooses not to eat, not to even strike back. I should say love is not, chooses not to get even and not to strike back. Love is not necessarily how one feels, but how one chooses to act. There's a wonderful person, Walter Witchie, and he's teaching upstairs, and we were meeting about one, that Sunday school class on faith and science and asked how he was, and he says, I am good. It's a matter of policy for me. <laughs> it's a matter of policy. Now, can we do this all the time? Probably not, but we can intend to do it. We can think about the person... Who drives us crazy? Anybody got someone who drives them crazy? A couple people do, yeah. And so one of the ways we can deal with that is to pray for them. And to think of one small thing that you can do, that I can do, because they need it. To choose one small thing. And it's really interesting this week. I was reading this chapter over and over again, and I was kind of ticked at somebody. And after studying this chapter, what I noticed is the anger just sort of gave way. It just gave way. And, you know, that was a moment of thanksgiving for me because I realized that when I read this, these words over and over, that God just took the anger away. So I'm grateful. Love is a decision. This is Dag Hammarskjöld. He was a Swedish diplomat. His parents were diplomats. He ended up being the head of the Swiss bank that is nationalized, He worked with, as a secretary of economics, particularly with the poor. And he ended up as the secretary general of the 
the United Nations. He would be taken all of a sudden into negotiations between warring factions, terrible civil wars. And he was on his way to Rhodesia, and the plane went down. Some believe that it was shot down. He was 56. And a friend went into his apartment, and there was a message for him and a little book. And he said, this is the most accurate reflection of me. If you think it worthy, publish it. And one of the things that was in his book was this. God does not die on the day when we cease to believe in a personal deity, but we die on the day when our lives cease to be illumined by the steady radiance renewed daily of a wonder, the source of which is beyond all reason. His ability according to his own words. His ability to walk into the crossfire with people so enraged they're willing to murder each other and to commit genocide. His strength came from the radiance of God. And in public, he talked about faith and courage is what we need, faith and courage. He was a remarkable man. And so love is that daily dependence on the God who thinks we are precious, who claims us as daughters and sons. That power to rise above the circumstances and to choose a better way. For him came from this radiance, this glory that he found in Jesus Christ. And I don't mean to say this is easy. It's not. It's just not. But one of the things Paul talks about is we keep looking not at ourselves, but at Christ. We look forward to the day when we're going to see God completely as God completely sees and knows and loves us. In the meantime, we learn to love in small steps with many falls and wrong turns. We keep our eyes on Jesus as we learn to walk in love. Like a parent encouraging a toddler to let go and walk, Jesus says, you can do it. I have a new, well, she's not brand new, but a baby niece. I guess she's my great niece. And you know how babies will hold your fingers and you walk along and your back is killing you because they want to walk so much and this goes on for hours and your back is killing you at the end of the day. And finally, one day she was, you know, holding onto the couch and moving and she turned around and took those steps. And her parents applauded. Yay, Vivian! And I think that's what Jesus is doing. Every time we forgive, we think better of other people, we think about their needs. And all the people who have gone before us are cheering too, saying, we can do this. 
Amen.